Hello and welcome to another uh, episode of Bertie and Paul. How you doing, guys? How's things? A lot, of, a lot of uh, happiness in the, the, the stuff tonight. Uh, Stephen's here, corporate Steve, uh, Dan Devine, and uh, Mikey Dell are in tonight to join us. So we, I apologise because I, I'm leaving my, I left my phone upstairs because I was watching Godmother with as Isla Fisher. On the Disney Channel, and it's uh, mm. so we sat and watched that with the kids, and uh, so I, did, I forgot the time, so it was twenty past eight. So I apologise for delaying the, the start of this, but everybody okay then? Yeah. 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 No, no bad. So there's me. I'm abandoning my kids to be on time, and you're just watching films. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, done this great thing today. Uh, I told Josh at the start of the week we were skipping school. Because school's just an absolute disaster. So Rachel's off today. She 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 went for a walk early in the morning to come back and teach Lydia Irish. Danny Irish. So Lydia sort of looked at me and she's like, Dad. So we skipped in the car and just drove off to Dalkey for the for the day. And left her so Rachel came back from her walk and there was nobody to teach. <laughs> Best day of my life, know what I mean? John Josh had Josh had a, a boost bar for his breakfast. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe his luck. Uh, yeah, so we we, we, we continue this uh, slow train to to nowhere. Really, it's like that relationship that you know is not really doing you any good, but it just sort of hangs around for a bit. And uh, so there we go. And also as well, uh, Mikey, Dad, one of your fan favourites is in trouble as well. We've got. Uh, uh, Paul Lambert, poor Paul. Paul Lambert. Right, Paul Lambert. Um, You're the guy that he's you... been doing. See the tin tack from Ipswich. No, he's saying something like, "No, they've went seven or eight games on. They've seven or eight games, if not one." So he, he says, "I spoke to such and such yesterday. I'm certain I get on well with him." Uh but times have changed. You, we'll see what happens. But he also talks to his owner. There's not a problem. It's all been good. Speak to him every day. So Lambert's saying the same, same stuff as Lennon in his interviews. Yeah. They get beat with Sunderland last week. And the MD that's watched the Sunderland programme on is at Netflix. So know that it's a bad day when you're getting beat with Sunderland. Well, the, the press, the, the, the local newspaper is... Obviously, it's a one, it's a one, it's a one clubbed town, isn't it? So they're very behind up switch, but they've come out and done a front page saying Lambert must go, and it's really interesting because Lennon did say he did say in an interview before the game. He said he talked about Celtic and how Celtic have been phenomenally run in the last twenty years, and when you look back twenty years ago, it was Lambert, Lambert, and you know what I mean, Lennon. And then ten years ago it was Lennon, and now you've got. And Paul Lambert was always in a conversation, but now he's a League One manager, and you know what I mean. He's not inspiring teams to play well, and it seems like it's just it's just funny how when he talks about Lennon talks about twenty years of well run well run football club, and he's talking to the guy from the podcast, and really, I don't know where's where's Lennon's barometer for that. I'm not too sure. Has he has he got any other any other experiences to back it up? You know, Bolton went bust, didn't they? So obviously, mm-hmm. if that's who he's comparing us to, well, we're all, we're going to look good compared to them. But yeah, no, I mean Lambert. Yeah, he's not really done much, has he? I'm trying to think now that you're saying that. I'm trying to think of that that sort of team and whether any of them are really in management now because they must be sort of late forties coming into fifty. And I think Lambert and Lennon, the only two that actually are. Big Big Melbourne, or obviously after. He's like managing in the or coaching Sweden. in the Swedish third division or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's over there. Larson's obviously assistant at Barca now, but he's not exactly been pulling up trees, has he? No. I also uh, Martin Vikost was in some sort of newspaper article a couple of years ago, but I can't find where he was sort of touted as a manager of of note. I can't find him. Sacked. I can't. I, yeah, I think he's sacked. <laughs> it's just funny, isn't it? I can't think. Davy Hanna was in management for a wee while, I'm sure, but he obviously went off the radar. Paul Hartley. Um, who's he managed? Or Broth or somebody? Who is it he manages? Uh, 
Breaking. Yeah, so I can't remember it's one of the mad Scottish clubs, isn't it? Jackie McNamara's gone. It's the squad that ended the season. So twenty years ago, the squad that ended the season: Baldy, Larson, Thompson, Sutton, Hartson, Vicors, Lambert, Peta, Agat, Lennon, Pedroff, Douglas, Gould, Tom Boyd, Jackie McNamara. Now, when when he says the club's well run for the last twenty years, geez, you would you'd be happy enough for that team, wouldn't you? Now. Doug, I think Douglas was still playing up until last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was big Rob, still building was. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest chip in the shoulder ever. But Rob Douglas has got this great chip about Seville, but like we, nobody really slagged him off. He just he t- mentions it all the time. But I, I thought Rob was fine. I thought Rob done what he was supposed to do all these years ago. But you hear him talk in the radio. But I mean, when when Lennon says we're a well-run club. For the last twenty years, I just wonder. Yeah, I wonder what his yardstick is. Uh, anyway, so did I'd you... say it has to. I'd say it has to be trophies. The amount of trophies we've won in the last twenty years. I, I can. I can only guess that's what he was getting at when he said it. But he was very well run club. It's, de- it's delivered. Um, it's delivered silverware. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think as well. See, he's, he's he's interview. I mean, again, we talk about his his interviews. He um, who was the journalist that asked the the first question? You know, because I think he sort of shouted out, like, how things been since last Wednesday? I'd like to know who the journalists are. There was one guy that, he, he, he sounds a bit funny. Um, and he sort of comes across like he was talking to Neil Lennon in the pub. Um, and I know the guy you mean. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, hopefully the guy's okay and everything, but he, he does come across very sort of a different, so to speak. The, the other thing is, is that no one asked. I mean, some of the media are so poor. The questions are dreadful. No one asked them. Well, you know, Frank Lampard has just been canned. You know, he's had a bit of a blip, and he's been canned. Would you, would you think, Neil? That you know, are you happy the board have stayed with you? Something along those lines. I just think the, the questions are so weak, and then it sort of degenerates then because then you've got to listen to Lennon's answer to like a really weak question. Um, and then obviously with this one, we've also got Frimpong as well and how Neil Lennon patted himself on the back for basically, you know, now creating a, a what, £10 million player and it was all Neil Lennon in the background staff. Did he say that about it? Was that... Did oh, he, he did. What did he say? He just said Frimpong wanted to do his own thing for the last six months. We tried to help, help him stay, but he... He said he wanted. He said he wanted to better himself and get more success. That's what he said. And then everybody kind of went, "What?" And he kind of get that at Celtic. You know, you're meant to be nurturing the players to aim for more success and to progress yourself. So the way he said it was as if, like, "Oh, you can't achieve that at Celtic." What was his contract? Was he was a year in? Was he two years? Um, I up. think I think they signed him in a four-year contract for Man City. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. So, and so, it was last so, so he just walked. He just went him off. So, I, I think, think he could do that. Obviously, he can. You don't think you could do what? Sorry, I don't. The way he's did it, I didn't think you could do that. Like he just went and met other clubs and just got himself moving. I bet for a four-year deal. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, four-year deal. But I thought, yeah, I thought, okay. Yeah, okay. It just seems very seamless, doesn't it? Like, I'm off, see you later on, guys. Pony up the money and I'm away. I um, I did email the, the Celtic shop today to ask if I can get my money back from my Oh My Days t-shirt. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> felt a bit, felt a bit stupid after, after shelling out, you know? It's like too big for you or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's just one of those things, and I'm a bit gullible when it comes to Celtic merch. <laughs> I'll have one of those frimpong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently, um, one of the podcasters asked a question uh, to Lennon that was like that wasn't on topic, if you know what I mean, and that and that got edited out when Celtic put the the manager like the the interview with Lennon up, so. They're doing a nice bit of uh, editing out the things they don't want. They don't want to be. They don't want the fans to hear. You know. That was the boys from the. Was it the ninety minute cynic? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. He was really yeah. polite. He was very polite, and Lennon went no or yes to him. 
and then followed up in the question. But the, I listened back and twice to it. But the guy was very polite, well mannered. It was a nice question in terms of like it was just actually establishing the world, the real world. You know, I thought. Yeah. Lennon just was was not was not happy. Like, was that the same day that Lampard got the sack? Though I think it was, wasn't it? A couple of days. You see, I mean, it's but someone it, should have asked him that question. Uh, yeah, I mean, or you know, it, it just I just thought the questions were were quite poor. Or the question could have been asked: Why are Celtic extremely reluctant to play any games? Like you're sitting Saturday and Sunday looking at the fixture list, so Celtic are not playing. What uh, I thought we had a few games in hand. Um, we find time to go on our holidays to Dubai. We haven't we haven't really played many games. Like we don't we seem very reluctant to play these games in hand. I just don't know why. It's very strange. Why didn't we play on Saturday? Don't know. Does anybody know? Um, yeah, because we yeah. Aye. Sorry, I know we're due to play St Mirren in the league, but because St Mirren were in the League Cup semi-final, that was our match, so it was postponed. Whereas the Rangers, uh, whoever Rangers were playing, that was the arranged fixture, and neither neither of them were in the semi-final, so that went ahead. It just seems, yeah. If you're going to try and get momentum and stuff for that, I suppose like he's got his win. The other, the other, the other interesting one was I don't know if it was span out, but. He said that the that was the one it was tweeted out, wasn't it? The we're doing okay, the form's fine. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't, not like, too shabby, is what he said. Well, and and he also I don't know if Paul Kane heard this, but apparently he said we well, see with the Frimpon thing. He did say that his credit. I'm sure he said it's credit to myself and the backroom staff about the worth of him. We signed him for half a million, and now he's worth ten million. Credit to me and the backroom staff. Very arrogant. But he also apparently said referred to the Connor Hazard as the third choice keeper. Barkas. Oh no, sorry, you're right. It was um it was Hazard. That's correct. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah. And then he's, I, I think he's panning Barkas now. He's sort of turned on him. So as Bain well. So Bain looked played, did he? He said yesterday that Bain was now his number one keeper. Or he said that uh, after after the game last night he said Bain was his number one now. So he's basically said Barkas is out of the picture, but uh, he did say Hazard was his number three. Like he also said that the the Frimpong deal had been rumbling on in the background for a number of weeks, but he has been playing Frimp. But Frimpong's been like the first name on the team sheet for the. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, he, was, he was always going to leave. All right, uh, that makes sense. Then why you were playing him all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I heard he was leaving. I was like, that makes that makes sense why he was on the bench against Slavy. <laughs> um, but then exactly what you just said there, Mike. I was like, when he came in, he said, "Oh, it's been going on for six or seven weeks." I was like, "What?" <laughs> My point doesn't make sense then. <laughs> He's all over so, the place. It really is. It's like <sighs> can't keep up. I mean, it wasn't that long ago he was saying about Barcast. Oh, He's my number one. Like this is it. And now, nah, he's just not. You know, he's not up to the speed of the game. I don't know. It was. It sounded like some quite fundamental things that he's decided. You know, he's just not up to it. Basically, I mean, he might not have actually said that, but I don't know how he just suddenly came to that conclusion because he's been better recently than he was at the start. Well, okay, better. He's, you know, he's not done anything worse. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Still not made a save. <laughs> well, I know he hasn't. Made, I know he hasn't made a save, but he's not dropped any clangers recently. Yeah. Which it's not the best yardstick to me- measure your goalie against. But... The, the other question was the other thing was that he said something which I listened back to about ten times. He said, "Yeah, there's other players that want away, but we're not going to let them go away." And be, you just let Frimpong just jump on a plane and go away, so. Do you really have a do you really have a say in it? It doesn't look like you've got a say in it, so like nobody else is going. Meanwhile, Eddie Rockets has started scoring goals again. Surprise, surprise, the old the old Mark Viduka trait. Scoring goals in the transfer transfer window opens, Viduka's all over it. Yeah. You're like, do we have a say now to say no you can't go? If I, I disappears on a plane to AC Milan tomorrow and gets a deal for five million, do we can we stand in his way? 
Well, that's that's it. Lennon says now. He says a couple of players came to him at the start of the season and said, hey, "I don't want to be here," but they guys are still there. But yeah, Bar- um, sorry, Frimpong comes to him apparently six or seven weeks ago, or maybe he said it at the start of the season. I don't know, but there was a story I say he came to him six or seven weeks ago, and he's like, "Aye, all right, you can go." But the two lads that said at the start of the season, "I want to go," they were like, "Nah, you're staying." So there's sense. obviously there's obviously now there's obviously been rumours that for the start that um Christie and I have been wanting to leave and in Cham apparently. So I'm assuming it's two of them at least or maybe it's the three of them. But what is that? I don't get what that achieves for him. You know, like you could say a manager would berate a player in public or in private just to try and get a reaction from them, but I what is saying players want to leave? All that's going to do is invite speculation as to who that player is. It's not. It's not going to make them want to play better. I just. It seems like completely self-defeating. I don't know why he would come out and say it. I know. Yep. It just, it just makes it's bad on the club as well and puts everybody down again even further. Going like those players want to leave and yeah, that that probably goes towards the bad performances. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. If there's guys in the camp who are saying, I don't want to be here, think that makes everybody else feel happy. Of course it doesn't. No, you've got somebody like Turnbull trying to create his own career for himself. and I mean, then Chan must be, and then Chan must be like, okay, I've, I, he's been one of the lucky guys, hasn't he, really? Uh, because he's not had that turnaround that every, most of the other players have had. But then, yeah. And I'll tell you something else. I mean, like, what was the the boy that Lennon clearly didn't fancy? Um, Shred. He's now, aye, he's now scoring goals for Mechelen. Two goals. Always said he looked good. Honestly, yeah, so I mean, good. I know it's de- that's easy to kind of easy to say now, benefit of hindsight and stuff. But I really never got. And he was properly bombed out by Lennon. Like he didn't even make some European squads. Um, so the, the rumor was that he was the Chinese leg in training. <sighs> he was the China dot. So apparently that's why he gets shipped to it. But then that's what I'm saying. He's doing well. Um, Jack Henry's, I think, has got about 10 clean sheets. <laughs> and, yeah. But he's playing in Belgium as well, isn't he? So um need him back as well. So get Jack <laughs> Henry back, get Shred back. Uh, Bio, and I know he's playing in the second division in France, but apparently he started to score. Yeah. I think the one player, though, that just isn't going to cut it is that Kouassi guy. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's up to much, to be honest. Don't think he's doing well on his loan, but that was a say, that was a Brendan signing, wasn't it? Or or whoever signs our players, that's the big mystery. Whoever's actually signing them, because we've signed a centre back today, have we not? Yeah, some guy, yeah. Ben Davies, <laughs> some guy. That's basically all it is, isn't it? Some, some guy. <laughs> by, a, by all accounts, by all accounts, Preston fans are saying he's a really good player. And I was talking to a lad on another chat who's follows his English football, um, obviously in my Celtic chat. And um, he was he's saying he's a really good player and he's actually surprised he's gone to Celtic. There you go. So, now, who knows? Like You're not going to hear many bad reports about these kind of guys, are you? Playing down in the second division or first division. But he plays with Preston, so it's, that's, is that not who uh, Sinclair's with as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Maybe Scott Sinclair put a word in his ear and... Told him to come up and go on that gravy train. Yeah. Or maybe... Maybe Alex Neal's been touted or given the tip the wink that he's an ex-Celtic manager. <laughs> thought, right, Ben, I'll see you up there in the summer. <laughs> I'll see you so in what's there. his name, Ben Hutchison? <laughs> <laughs> ben Davies. Benjamin? Uh, yeah. Benny. Oh, Benny in the Jets. The next superstar, so... So oh, get... listen, he could be great. I mean, I, I know a couple of Greek guys that told me Barkas was a good goalie. Greek number one or something like that. We don't want to ask why you know a couple of Greek guys, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just oh, stop I... it there. Smashing. Aha, <laughs> 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 boom, boom. <laughs> so then we get to the... So we get Lennon's interview. Frimborn goes, we're all just like, okay. That was, that was interesting. And then... Funtime Frankie's away, Stephen. Do you want to talk about Funtime Frankie's? One of your good friends, isn't he? Well, he is. Yeah, I mean, it was the time. I always remember the time we we met him. I think it was the, was it the Big Easy, Mikey? We met him in. It was, yeah, it was downstairs in the Big Easy, which is owned by 
Oh, you've told me this before. It's not the golfer. That is the golfer, right? Darren Clark? No, the Big Luke Easy. Donald. Big Easy? Ernie the, Els. Ernie Els, aye. Okay, sorry. You get wee vouchers on that one, Mike? You get vouchers? <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a sister uh, restaurant, the Wheezy. But uh, yeah, oh, we, 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 met him, we met him in there with his um, Spanish wife cut. at the time before. Because it wasn't Christine Brakeley, was it? It was, oh, it was a beautiful um, Ellen. Look, I feel, sorry for, I, I feel sorry for Frank, you know, having to get back. You know, Christine Brakeley, is she pregnant? You know, he's pregnant wife and deliver the news um, the, the interesting thing though about Frank and obviously you know I know him well so um, we'll refer to him as Frank is what he said when he was a player under that um, young remember the really really sort of boyish Chelsea manager that they had um, what was his name again I have a whatever it was Vilas Boyish Vilas <laughs> Boyish Vilas Boyish looks and <laughs> Frank Lampard said that maybe, you know, he's just not experienced enough or words to that effect. You know, he didn't have the management experience. And a lot of people on Twitter had obviously played that and relayed it back to to, to Frank, the Tory. Um, ah, yes. Revenge is a dish, Beth. I like that story. <laughs> uh-huh. Get up, you Frank. But actually, the, just draw, drawing comparisons to Celtic, is that, like, your man Tim O'Weir is a a bright football player, like bright football player, but you watch him in the Chelsea games, he doesn't really know where he's supposed to go. You get there's no structure and there's no defence midfield player in Chelsea. They're just sent out to be better than another team. And these guys now, these proper football players need structure, they need individual coaches to coach them through. Football's changed and Frank was just sending them out, sending the troops out, exact same as Lennon, it appears yeah. to be. And it also appeared to be that you know, Lampard basically had his favourites, and if you were, if you weren't kind of in the team or getting selected, he basically just ignored you. Quite shocked that you know Frank, privately educated Tory voting Frank, would be like that. I was actually reading four four two a couple of weeks ago, and that's kind of how the Willian story went. Yeah, uh, that's why he went to Arsenal. I oh, really? delighted at Arsenal, and he was saying that um, he wanted a three year extension, and they don't offer him two. And he says, right, well, let's meet like my representatives and Chelsea represent- representatives. And they just went, no, that's it. Take it or leave it. So we felt he wasn't wanted and they didn't make any moves at all to try and keep him. They just said, look, two years, sign it or see you later. And that's why he went to Arsenal. He went to stay in London so, um, and Arsenal came in. So that was, was that the reason. Lampard or the Chelsea like, hierarchy? That was, that was Lampard. Interesting. Yeah. I really hope he doesn't turn up at Celtic. I don't think he will. I don't think there's any danger of that, but... Nah, I doubt it very much. Jeez, that'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Fun time for we're not, gonna, we're not going to get somebody that high calibre. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rafa, Rafa's distance... Alex distance, Neil, CSC. Rafa's distance, distances himself. Just He's there today. <laughs> he can't get any further away. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. He appears to have left China for COVID reasons, even though China doesn't have COVID anymore. He's come back, <laughs> he's come back to Liverpool. It's rife with it. Anyway, it's up to him. But so Rafa's... He, said he's got unfin- he says he's got unfinished business at Newcastle, but he'll not go back until Mike Ashley's not in charge. He's not going to Celtic. Mike, Mike Ashley's never letting go in Newcastle, ever. Mm-hmm. Too much free advertising, isn't it? Of course, course I, yeah. I got a bit romantic. I, I was on the spin bike, and then I, I went and started looking at Rafa, Rafa documentaries, and he's so good. <laughs> Even though I know he's not coming, I started getting that wee football fan. Jeez, this could happen. I mean, he's like so good. He's so I good. A bit, I get a bit. Um, I don't know. Apart, if you believe the rumours, and I know you, you shouldn't always believe the rumours, but, I mean, apparently, no, in fact, I think he did say it. He said there was, like, a tentative conversation or interest from Celtic a few years ago. So, if, I mean, presumably that's when, after Rogers left, before Lennon came in. I'm, I'm not saying that, well, I presume that that's true. So why wouldn't, you know, why if we asked him the question again, he didn't dismiss it out of hand. Said he was still under contract at Newcastle, and obviously he was going to China for oodles of cash. So why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't he consider it this time? 
I don't, you know. No. Hold on. If, if that conversation took place between Celtic and Benitez, and Benitez says, no, it's not for me at this time, why the hell did we choose Lennon if we're going for somebody well, like Benitez? Exactly. Exactly. I just mean that, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that we would ask him the question, put it that way. Well, you just give, you give him the same deal as Brendan Rodgers, don't you? You give him lots of money, and then if we get to X, Y, and Z, you can have it all. Because Celtic makes so much money, if that's the case. Just give him the same deal. And then if Sunday comes along, we, if Newcastle comes back in and asks, asks to get him, we say, right, 10 million, all right, fine. You know what I mean? Like, you just do the same exact same deal as Rogers had. I agree. I, I genuinely believe that most managers out of work would view the Celtic job as a good job to go into. I don't. I'm not into all this Rod Stewart stuff about no one in their right. I think loads of managers would take that job. I think Eddie Howe would take that job. Um, whoever else has been mentioned, unfortunately, I do think Frank Lampard would take the job as well. But I, I think. I think a lot of the people that are being mentioned, I think we're, we're pretty down on Celtic at the minute and down on ourselves, but I think they would they would take the job if offered it, personally. Maybe not Benitez, but certainly Howe and Lampard and other people like that. But, but there's a thing like before, when you had like Big Mialbi there, you know, you, you, you could potentially say that I would be comfortable at that particular time if Mialbi stepped up to be the manager. You know, it wouldn't be, if that happened at that particular point in time, that would be fine. Now we don't really have that depth. It's a bit, it's just a bit of a mess. You know, we don't, we're not sort of, a, there's no succession planning or anything like that. I don't think we ever have had any real succession planning of people coming through. But um, I think the succession plan was John Kennedy, to be I honest. He was as well. I, I think that's I think always been the, the plan, but, but then... What's going on now that Lennon basically, you know, you know, has has committed say four or five sackable yeah, results, or and there's been incidents there where they could have got shot of them. They could have probably dismissed them for breach of contract for that press conference a few weeks ago. So, what is then holding them back from just getting rid of Lennon and giving it to John Kennedy for four or five months? Because it's a it's a no lose for them if he suddenly turns us around and. And we start winning some games and playing playing well, then they they're just proved right. If, as I suspect, he is the sort of he, he is the long term succession plan. The, I'm, I'm, I'm Danny. I'm listening. I'm reading uh, Champagne Football, the, the John Delaney, the John Delaney uh, uh, book that was at Christmas time. Have you read that? No. So it's it's very good. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's very very good. But they're talking about getting shot. At Stevie, no, it's, uh, Stevie Staunton, and Stevie Staunton. The uh, last they got shot at Care, and Care was trying to speak to people and, or McCarthy, and the, the FBI decided they weren't talking to anybody. They just got shot him, right? But Stevie Staunton wanted to talk to the FBI board, so they're all like, "Right, Stevie, you're rubbish." Because obviously Stevie Staunton was the worst manager ever. You know what I mean? And then Stevie Staunton went in and he started fighting his case. And there's like 10 directors of the FAI. That's a boys' club, a clothes shop. And Stevie Staunton says to everybody, goes around, everybody in the room says, Why do you think I'm bad for the job? And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> So everybody had to give him reasons to tell him like he was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> but, like but the thing is, like they just take him into a room and say, Right, Stevie, you're off. How much do you want? Right, bye. Like just cutthroat. It's just that's football, isn't it? And they're putting all these, all these like the way that they do that they did their business back then. And you think, well, Celtic is a professional outfit; they don't need to do their business lab. But as Mikey keeps saying, it gets to a point where, like, if you're no selling any, if you're no selling any brushes door to door, and there's no job for you. You're, you get my drift. It's just, yeah, it's just of course. that's just the way it should football is, and also as well as the disengagement. Is is just continuing to get to 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 grow, and the more you get disengaged with something, the harder it is to get people back. And I think that's why Kennedy, if he was the succession plan, which I agree, he probably was, he can't be anymore because that was there's such an anger being created around Lennon, around Kennedy, and around the full backroom team and around the board that if they did try and give Kennedy the job, there'd be another riot, you know. 
Like that's that that's been going on for months. People have been saying if if Kendi gets the job, I'm going to lose the rag. <laughs> so it's Kennedy it, 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 can it happen? It can. Yeah. No, it can. they're all they're all guilty by association now. The way the seasons went, so I think you're right. I think they all need to go. Um, Did you watch like um, it was on Celtic TV last night? It was McManus and John Collins who were in the studio, or at the side, whatever you, whatever you might call it. Mm-hmm. And they were just they were, I mean, your man's asking the questions. Jerry, um, the boy that's Celtic TV, Jerry McCulloch, is it? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. asking the questions and just McManus now, it's just you know it's a great result and it's one we really needed that pushes on for the season. It's just that lads, come on, like speak speak the truth here, you know what I mean? And mm. John Collins is saying it's fantastic seeing the goals going in, could have been a couple like just get to the point, get get to the crux of what we're all thinking. But no, they've always been well drilled before the show started. But on the other hand, I switched over and um, we were running to an hour switching over home. Hibs could get a, a a wee goal at the end, and um, at the end of that match, it was um, your man for change. Irvin Welsh was on the panel. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, Ir- Irvin Welsh. So Irvin Welsh is sitting there, and he says, uh, your man says to him, what do you think the best thing about... T-? And it was David Tanner working with Hibs TV. Right, and David okay. Tanner goes to Irvin <laughs> Welsh, what do you think the best thing about tonight was? He says, ah, the other mob weren't there, so there was no sectarianism or any of that bail. But then apparently after I logged, after I stopped watching it, apparently he came on later on and again Irvin Wells said that um, Morelos should be cut up into four and sent to different corners of the UK. <laughs> He's got a point. Uh, he'll maybe get invited back on. Uh, I'd say he'll be the first name. Mm-hmm. First name in the team sheet. I'm watching Hibs TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, imagine what... someone said that on Celtic TV though? Jeez. No chance. Um, I big Mick and John Collins were basically towing the line for Celtic TV as usual. Did John Collins mention the little pockets? He always says the same sort of thing. I, I like John Collins, but he always talks about getting into them little pockets, and um, he says the same things quite quite a lot. Um, he took his top off twice and did ten. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, that's why I'm always in the dark. <laughs> I'm just. This is Jesus. the gun show. <laughs> But do you know what, last night, see when I sort of watched some of the game, you know, Aki's had a good chance to actually score, and it was a bit shaky. I listened to it in the radio, and Paki Bonner's brilliant. I mean, I'd really, I know it would never work, but I'd be really inclined to get Paki in as a assistant manager, someone of that sort of help. He's just, he would be honest, And but Paki said he thought the Aki's goalie went down a bit slowly for Griffiths' goal, which... I was looking at it and I thought, oh, I don't really agree with you, Packy, to be honest. I think Griffiths had it right in the bottom corner. There's no way that keeper was getting that. That's what I thought. But um, and that's, that's there's, no way, there's no way Packy was getting it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Did that, and... was, um, I thought he was the assistant to, was it, was it McCarthy at, at Ireland? Yeah, he was a no, or was he on the coaching stuff? Was he? Right, okay. Because uh, he's... Uh, but he comes across very good in the John Delaney, very good in the John Delaney book. Everybody's bowing down to John Delaney, the the CEO, of the FAI, and Packy Borders out in the car park shouting at him and no happy with the the stuff because Delaney's shifting money around and blaming different people. And it, it's if it's Packy Bonner that's the guy that really pushes uh, for uh, for like sort of honesty and all that stuff. Like he he comes across as like just what he is, like a genuine good-hearted guy, you know what I mean? But it's just funny, reading it from an Irish point of view, Packy Bonner comes across quite well in the the, the, the book that I'm reading. So, uh, so, so what, the thing is, I was looking, me and Josh were looking at League, I was looking at League while I was watching the Disney show, Rachel said, two screens, two screens. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, uh, the, I mean, Rangers are going to be they're going to be like the Invincibles this year aren't they the greatest team of all time but you nope. still look at it like we won three games in hand and then we get to say it's 12 points whatever then like if, if we were to put a rocket at least do something you know what I mean as, as Stephen says you, you get the games played very quickly and you get moving on but I, I can't see the team we've got just now being the exact same in the next week, I can see if Frimpon's able to just leave, walk out the door. Eleven million. Don't turn clubs. around now. Yeah, <laughs> and people saying who's watching Eddie, but you're not crossing seen. the ball anymore. Not that he ever did. <laughs> um, 
I hope Man City had a sort of an instalment for the number of completed crosses um, in Celtic. We didn't have to pay him anything. Steve, better Steve. No, look, he was, he was, you know, it's great. And I, uh, honestly, I think it's great. Lennon did say, though, that Frimpong, maybe perhaps he had ambition, which, you know, you just think, Lennon, it's like, how many times do you want to shoot yourself in the foot? Um, you know, fair play. And we'll look out for him, you know, for the Leverkusen results. But it, is, it just shows you how far we've fallen, like, you know, by our Leverkusen. I mean, come on. We've been a much bigger team than them. A good story I heard about, uh, Davy Moyes, the day I was listening to the Guardian podcast, and they're saying that Davy Moyes walked into West Ham and said, Your recruitment's all over the place. And then he, he said that the, the new striker I've got, this attacking midfield player, he scored about seven goals. And Davy Moyes personally went out and scouted him and said, Look, I'm bringing this guy in. I'm going to bring him in, and he's going to do A, B, and C for the club. And guess what? He's done A, B, and C. But Davy Moyes personally scouted him. And that's like, the fundamentals you're like geez West Ham are fourth in the league and we and David Moyes was a name kicking about that's a and, good story David Moyes but the thing is the, the West Ham board are probably one of the most mankiest boards in Britain I mean they just seem like the most horrible bunch even to look at <laughs> Karen Brady she not oh she's whore. I can't stand that woman at all I didn't know I didn't know it was all about image Stevie Roy, Stevie Roy. These Londoners, I swear to God. I just just think the West Ham board, they're just just filthy. Like they're just a horrible bunch of people. And you know, and and that reflects in the fact that Davy Moyes, the first time round, they sort of get rid of him. It took them ages to actually realise that Moyes was actually quite a decent manager. So Moyes should get shot at them as soon as he, you know, he, he can, I think. That's just my own view. But would you, Danny, would you have took Davy Moyes? We talked about him before. Would you have taken him? No. No, no, I was that. I was like, I wouldn't take him. And would you is, take him now, though? Of course I would. Yes. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I take him. I would have taken him. Danny, this isn't the, Danny, this isn't the palace. <laughs> Let's get back. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it first. I had to say it first. I'll take anybody. I would have taken Moyes. I would have taken Moyes then, and uh, taken him now because oof, oof, <laughs> right now, uh, right now, because he's yeah, because like, he's a good manager, and you're not you're, you're not getting a team like he was with Everton, top six consistently for ten years or whatever. You're not doing that unless you're a unless you're a good manager. Okay, Man United didn't work out. Sunderland, as if you've watched that Netflix thing, where just a car crash for a club anyway but yeah I mean if we had a chance to get him and we passed up and and, and for Lennon yeah that's, it doesn't really you don't want to dwell on that sort of stuff do you? Well you run you run out of options then don't you with those type of guys don't you? Davy Moyes you bring him back into the Celtic family and you give him a shot give him a couple of years if the stories are true, I remember they were saying that Roy Keane got offered it and said no because he was with Ireland at the time before Lennon. So if that's true, you know what I mean, Keane was saying no. So if Keane's saying no to the job, who, like Moyes is probably saying no to it and Rafa's definitely saying no to it. You know what I mean? So maybe it was just a case of people were just saying that's not for me, it's not for me, it's not for me. I, I don't, nobody knows, obviously, but... Yeah. One of the good I mean? things is, is that um, Mick McCarthy's got a job so that's a, a great thing, a great positive. He's in employment, so hopefully he won't be coming. So, so he had a great record in Greece, didn't he? Big Joe, Joe Biden lookalike, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Again, it's all about appearances for her, Steve. You're, uh, the, the other thing is, remember the Lee Wallace the grass? Lee Wallace the grass? Yeah, remember we were all laughing at Lee Wallace and grass? And, I mean, we must have like five years of just chortle, chortle. But Neil Lennon on, on Monday basically grassed in like three clubs for not covering. Or the, I didn't catch that. We we basically just grassed in clubs for not having the, the COVID the protocols in place. And I was like, "Geez, well, if Lee Wallace had said that, we'd have been all over him." Know what I mean, pure astral <laughs> tough head and all that. But we were like, Lennon's just standing there. You're like, "This is getting embarrassing." Maybe Lennon's the one that's been linking the team sheets. <laughs> <laughs> but what's Lennon going to do now? Like, Frimpon was his, his 
his plan B. He's basically sold his plan B. It might not be working, know. but like that was is El Hamas fit? <laughs> he just doesn't. Hamas doesn't like that ball in the back. They know he's like, don't don't be playing that ball kind of in the back of me because I don't like running or turning. He's like Danny Kelly and he can't turn anymore. Know what I mean, uh, oh jeez. So we are feeling a wee bit better then. Are we just? It's just uh. no. <laughs> I'm definitely no. I was feeling quite good before I came on this call. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's that yogurt. Maybe it was it today. <laughs> for the for I the. Think, no, I, I I still think that big name decent managers will take the job, but I had forgotten about the Roy Keane thing, which is obviously worrying. <laughs> but, but wasn't the wasn't the rumor there that um, he refused the job because like Peter Law was basically saying you have to have Ronnie Dyla as your number two or something like that. Wasn't that what it was? And then Ronnie Dial ended up actually just being the manager because they were essentially, which, you know, when you kind of think back on it, if it was the idea that Ronnie Dial was supposed to be looking at the recruitment and all of that sort of stuff, and you actually had, you know, a manager for the first team, that might have, you know, maybe they were on a, maybe they were on to something there, but obviously didn't sell it very well to Roy Keane. I think Roy Keane's better off than Sky cracking one liners, oh, isn't he? Sure. For sure, yeah. I still think it's a great job for an ambitious coach, someone like Eddie Howe. If he wants it, he all all he has to do is look at what Rogers is doing now. Gerard is probably going to be the shoe in for the Liverpool job. So if he has ambition to, you know, to to manage in the higher echelons of the English Premiership, which I'm sure they all do, then I definitely think he he could be interested. But who knows? I tell you what we could do with Dr. Joe, poor Dr. Joe, oh. RIP. Um, we could do with him back. I mean, he would have been absolutely. Obviously, he's not Lazarus. He's not going to come back. You know, um, I wish he could because um, he was. Um, and I read that Hugh Keevan. Someone again. That's a great thing about Twitter. In, in a sense, there's lots of bad things about it. But is it is it Hugh Keevan's made a comment when he signed Lubo yep. about how Celtic wouldn't spend £500,000 from their biscuit tin for a well-established player like John Spencer, yet they'll pay 300000 for their unknown loophole. Words to that, I'm paraphrasing here. Dr Joe's mate. Oof, how wrong was Keevans? Did they not call him an unknown Czech and he's actually Slovakian? That's right, yes, yeah. So that's how much they'd done their homework on him. I mean, that's shameful, that sort of stuff. Who had, who had won the Euros or, so, or got to the final of the Euros with he Czechoslovakia? They might even have won it, yeah. Um, four signings for us, every one of them uh, a, a success. Yeah. He'd, I'd pretty much say 100% signing success rate. Um, though the chat the chat was always that when he left us, he was still doing some scouting for us in, in Eastern Europe, but I never ever quite believed that. Shred. He's good. Uh, <laughs> he's that, was his last, that was his last act. <laughs> so, Danny, let's just talk about like. But I was just going to say, Paul, before well, that, obviously we're on the sort of death, death thing. Oh, Stephen's a death. I'm, I'm, death I'm, I'm, death yeah, I need to, yeah, yeah. Martin Geyser. Um, so, I've got, I've got. I'm um, in fairness to Hugh Keevan, so I didn't know sh- about Shuggy who passed away, I feel, I feel it's pretty shameful, but I never knew that, that Johannes Valdson played for Celtic. What? No, I didn't know about him. At that era from 75 to 80, obviously I, wasn't, I was born in 1980, but I, I didn't know really about Big Shuggy. Um, apologies for this confession, but... There you go. I, I didn't know about him. Yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Did you know about him, <laughs> Uh, when I heard when stories. I heard about him, I, I remembered that he yeah that he played for was he Icelandic? No. Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, was he? Yeah. I think I, or I Swedish or Danish or Finnish <laughs> or Danish. <laughs> but uh, uh, now you're saying the good thing about Twitter, Stephen, the, um, the story came back up about how um, you now you're saying the signings, Mikey, how they signed uh, Lubo. And it was the Jock Brown story about it. I don't know if you've, you've seen it this week. No. But so just come back up a bit. Now, Jock Brown's sitting with um, Dr. Joe when he came in. He's saying, right, now you players kind of high. And 
who who was one of who who you'd like to go for? And um, he said, "Oh, look, there's this guy who plays in playing Slovakia. He says he's a brilliant player. See if we can get him. I think he just fit into this team, but he wouldn't fit in at Celtic." And Jock Brown says, "Would you mean he wouldn't fit in at Celtic?" He says, "Well, he's just now he's thirty three year old. Nobody knows who he is. Um, blah blah blah. He's, he's a total unknown. It just when they go down well. And Jock Brown, if the story's true, to be fair to him, says, "No, hold on a minute. Is he a fantastic?" player and he'll run this team and he'll get success. She says, oh yeah, he's, he's definitely, if, if his legs are still there. So apparently they found out he was playing in midfield for um, I think it was a, a Dutch club or a Belgian club. I can't remember where he was playing at the time. But then he was playing in a game for Slovakia um, against Portugal. And, and they had like, uh, Luis Figo and Rui Costa not playing at the time. Mm-hmm. So Jock Brown and um, obviously Dr. Joe went and watched the game. And Lubo apparently ran the show in the game. Now, they did get beat, but he was taking all the corners, all the free kicks. He's 33-year-old. He's charging around the park. Played out his skin that day. And Jock Brown, after 10, 15 minutes of the game, was like, we need to sign this guy, Joe. And Joe says, no, you need to wait till like, the Rogic time, 70 minutes, to see if his legs are still there. But apparently it lasted the 90 minutes. And that's the whole story around why they went and got Lubo. Oh, yeah, I was reading that. I was like, that's so what, Jock Brown, if Jock Brown hadn't pushed it, Dr. Joe would have just left it. Jeez. So, so it was like, as, as you said, Twitter's great for those things, the, the wee stories that come out, you know what I mean? I love Lugo. I must admit, I just love the guy. Aye, that time he trapped to Bobby's arse. No, Hamilton Palace. We used to play football in Hamilton Palace all those years ago. And he used to pick his son up. And he would always... always he would always like, obviously, because I'm a big name in Hamilton. I mean, not as big as you, Danny. But he'd always acknowledge me. He'd flash his lights. Because obviously, I was wearing the full Celtic kit. I mean, <laughs> 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 in the back. I live on. Spelt wrong. Ludo. There you go. It's a cheap Ludo the check. <laughs> but he used to flash his lights at me every time. I mean, I'm like, I love you. He's like, I love you back. Those are the days, eh? Anyway, we've got. We've got nothing to look forward to now for the next three months. <laughs> uh, How'd you go on the pier, Danny? Like last week, did you do well? Excellent, yeah, I did. I'm going straight down after this again. Yeah, I was down. I was down Sorrento today. Oh, what a place, Danny! Donkey. I took the kids out, so we were out sending some pictures on. Fantastic islands, a great place. Lockdown. It was roasting today as well. It's my shorts on. My shorts on. Eight o'clock in the morning. Happy days. Happy days. But uh, yeah, so thanks again. I appreciate again everybody listening to us. We seem to be getting more and more people listening. Oh, I, I just every... wanted to. Um, obviously, Stevie mentioned something about the board. Sorry, I know that I'm, I'm, you're just kind of wrapping up, but we obviously talked about the board last week, and Stevie said about Peter Law. Um, you know, obviously his ship has sailed. Well, I was reading up about Ian Bankier, the, the chairman, mm-hmm. uh, the whiskey guy, and. If Lowell's ship has sailed it, he must be drinking in the last chance saloon. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. You wait. <laughs> you wait till 48 minutes. <laughs> Danny. You know what I mean? He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> He's signing off for that one, ladies and gentlemen. I've been Mikey. Good night. <laughs> well, on that note. I'm going to get the Tiger Tim. I'm going to put the Tiger Tim end music on. <laughs> what are you going to do after the Mikey Dow's gone? <laughs> you can just see my dad turning to my mum and saying, like, I told you I'm funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so, anyway, yeah, well, I suppose that's why you listen to us, because Mikey Dow's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we'll, we'll enjoy we'll wait for the, the weekend to come around again and get to listen to our Lennon's interview maybe John Kennedy will speak some truths to us all and uh, so Rafa's not who, coming who and St Martin who St. St. Martin must win yeah. must win St. game St Martin humped Dundee United 5-1 at Tannadice that's the winning thing and Lennon, Lennon out, sort of panned them as well didn't they for their facilities was it St Martin yeah St Martin came out and it's a strange looking guy as well Jim Goodman came out and said look enough stop grassing his in but uh, yeah St Mirren won Shortnessly McGrath Conley and uh, Dennis 5-1 3-0 at half time your man Jim Goodman's not a bad 
not a bad manager about you. He's got a bit about him. He's got the bit between his teeth now that Lennon's panned the club, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, he's he's got a shocking accent, but he's strange. He's a bit just bizarre looking guy, I think. But he's got uh, one of the Northern Irish golfer accents. You know what I mean? You don't know if it's American <laughs> or Irish or fucking Canadian or whatever the hell it is. What happens with people like that? Like, Where are you from? You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that, and you just think that goat like Graham McDowell, wasn't it? And yeah, Graham McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> And Rory, you can hear Rory McIlroy going that way as well. Oh, I can't stand Rory McIlroy. But then you get guys like Mike Watson that's lived in New York for God knows how many years and still swear he's for downtown Motherwell. <laughs> Faces? I still get a Scottish accent. I still... There's people are still amazed when I talk over here and they're like, you still get a Scottish accent. So go home every six weeks or something on the Ryanair flights, but if have been in lockdown, I'll probably be running around with a green hat or a red beard in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm starting my, my citizenship I've done all that Danny I'm near enough finished it absolute pain so I could be Irish a couple of have years. you done it? well I've near enough done it I've got a few signatures and somebody signing off saying I'm a I'll need to speak to you then I've, I started the form three times but it's about right. 90 pages deep and oh, I've got to about 40 pages in and chucked it yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. I need a bill for every month of my life in Ireland. But anyway, hi, that's that's what beat me. I was like, no, I don't find it too much. I'll get, I'll get deported. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to try and Mikey. Do you have any? any no, I'm done. Any little done. ditties for us? Any more ditties? I'm done. Any I'm more granda just... jokes there, Mikey? You know what I mean? I'm away chocolate myself all night. So just see, see again. Just so Ian Bank here. His his ship hasn't sailed. He's drinking in the last gas saloon. Is that chance. it? Last chance. If you, need, if you need to repeat it, it's not as funny. Speak to your speak to your script writer. Must try harder. Anyway, okay. so yeah, really cool. Obviously, that stuff's getting cut, but we cool. appreciate everybody listening to us because we seem to be getting better and better. And uh, thanks, guys, for making the effort tonight. I've uh, uh, Betty is helping again with his, his son's education, so he, he can come on. <laughs> Probably another introspective essay that he's going to write. And uh, hopefully, we'll get better maybe at the weekend. But I appreciate it, Danny. Thanks a lot, and thank you very much. <laughs> PRK and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Coffee Steve, thank you very much. You take care. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Cheers, boys. <laughs> See you. Bye bye. Bye bye.